I help people take their products and ideas from concept to fruition the right way. Start noticing the things that are happening around us that are actually encouraging us to take action towards what we desire. But how many people had that idea before the one guy wrote the patent and did it? And as entrepreneurs, that's the danger. If you're spending all day just kind of, okay, let me just put out this small fire, this small fire, this small thing, just so I don't forget at the end of the day, you take inventory. What did I do today? I'm Richard Gerhardt. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhardt. Welcome to Passage to Profit, the show that's all about innovation, entrepreneurs, and the intellectual property that makes them flourish. You've just heard snippets of our conversation with our guest tonight. I got to tell you, you want to hear the rest of this show, so stay tuned. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Tonight, our very special guest, the brilliant, the capable, the enchanting Lisa Askelis, the inventress. She's a great friend of ours, and she'll have lots of great information for you coming up. And I second everything he just said, and I would even add more, but it would take too long. So um, moving on. That was huge, and I'm blushing. I hope I can live up to it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to our presenters, have you ever tried to do something, but you feel your intention ebbing over time while Alexa Fisher has a beautiful way to keep you on the path, and I'm going to let her talk about it. And then our next presenter, Jeff Gordon, has the perfect solution for anybody that lives in a building and wants to have plants outside. (laughs) And Valerie Trapunsky, we've known her for years. Full disclosure, we use her service. She has amazing virtual assistants. So stay tuned and listen to all these people explain what they have and what they're doing. Absolutely. But before we do that, it's time for IP in the news. Tesla just got issued a patent on September 7th, 2021. And I was looking on articles and I thought this seemed a little strange. (laughs) But they're basically going to shine lasers like window blades on their cars to clean the windshield right well it sounds really buck rogers to me i mean i love the idea of using like lasers on anything but this is like star wars right and so you have lasers on your car that is so cool and you know if you ever wanted to have like one of those james bond missile launchers for the person in front of you who's just driving too slow. I mean, what if you could just turn these lasers around and focus on them? Wouldn't I, that be awesome? I, I, I hope they don't go off when the car is moving because they would point straight in your eyes. But it's the title of the patent is Pulse Laser Cleaning of Debris Accumulated on Glass Articles in Vehicles and Photovoltaic Assemblies. Oh, that sounds simple. But what's really cool about this is that they're also looking at it for solar panels, which I think as long as they have the laser well, set in the right straight. Zapping solar panels? Zapping the dirt off, cleaning oh, off solar panels. Yeah, that makes so sense. as long as they have the laser set at the right strength and they know the ratio of... You just hope it, there's not any birds or squirrels on the solar panels when you're... <laughs> oh, they'll learn pretty quick. Those off. 
<laughs> so, okay, well, that's to Richard's Roundtable. On to Richard's Roundtable. We have our delightful guests, and we'd like to hear your opinion about this invention, or if you have any other intellectual property question, let it fly. So, of course, we need to go to our guest first, Lisa Askelis. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Richard. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So, what do you think about all this laser-guided dirt killer stuff? <laughs> guided is really the optimal word, because <laughs> it's, um, it, it's got to be guided and directed. First thing I'm thinking is, you got to cover your eyes when they <laughs> the windshield. I mean, but their I mean their technology is so grand and so great that they have to have a way of obviously guiding and directing it so it's not in your face right. or anybody's face because if it's not on you then it's on the car in front of you. <laughs> so I think it's interesting knowing Jeff, I think it can be done. It can absolutely be done. The technology is obviously there. And they'll create it in a way so it's it's covered and protected, I guess. Yeah, I think- the patent's fantastic. And I, I wonder if Elon Musk used this to wipe the windshield of his rocket when it was going up into Elon, space. Elon, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. It's interesting. You learn a lot of interesting things when you're reading patents. You kind of see the future kind of coming at you. We joke about this, but I'm sure they do it in a safe way. Quite honestly, if I had wiper blades that were lasers, I'd prefer that to the rubber ones, which always <laughs> seem to wear out and you have to replace them all the time. So laser is probably a little more expensive than a rubber washer blade, but eventually the cost would come down. And I think it's a neat idea. Alexa, what do you think? Well, I think at first glance, I wouldn't think that a windshield wiper is something that requires innovation. But <laughs> um, on the other hand, I'm excited to think about the other applications of the technology. And knowing Elon Musk, he probably has his eyes set on something far more grand. And I like, Richard, how you mentioned that immediately there's an application for solar panels. So I'm just going to say I always applaud innovation. I hope that, like Lisa suggested, there's some due diligence to make sure that there's not some unintended consequences. But it would be curious to see what their thoughts are or where this projects into the future in terms of where they can use this technology beyond the windshield. I think that's an excellent point. I'm cleaning windows or cleaning the refrigerator. <laughs> just, just zapping all the products. Okay, maybe we should ask Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, what, what was your take on this? My first feeling is what about the homeless person who washes windows for a living and loses a hand? That's the first thing I thought of. Oh, yeah. But this is an IP question. Doesn't it have to be a benefit to society. And I'm just trying to figure out how this is better than, seriously, than the old water and the wiper blade. I really don't see at being that much of an advance. That's my take. That's a really great question. The Constitution, when it talks about intellectual property, talks about protecting new and useful inventions. It kind of ties back to your question, well, is this really useful? But the standard for usefulness for a patent, you'll be glad to hear, is actually very low. In order to get a patent, it doesn't necessarily have to be useful. It has to be new, and it has to be non-obvious. If it's new, even if it's not that useful, and it's non-obvious, which means it's not just a simple variation of something that's already out there, then you can get a patent on it. And so there are lots and lots of patents, for example, even in the chemical space or you know, for pharmaceuticals where the drugs don't work. They're protecting them before they go into a clinical trial and then they find out later it's toxic or something and they dump the whole project. But you can still get a patent on it 
even if it's not that useful. So that is the first time somebody's asked that question on the show. Great question. So who's next? Valerie? You know, one thing that I was curious about IP overall was that I've had conversations recently with people who have IP that have been sitting on it for the last 10, 15 years. They have a fear of applying for a patent because similar to this kind of roundtable that we're doing now, Once you apply, the information is out there. And so what would you say to entrepreneurs who are nervous about the amount of information that's put into a patent and, you know, what what should you do? Valerie, that's a great question. And people always are curious about that. The short answer is if they put their invention and their product in the public domain, can it be easily copied by somebody else? So the advantage of having a patent is if you spend lots of time developing developing your technology, programming it, researching it, and then it can be copied easily. And the other company doesn't have to spend all the time that your company did investing in developing the product. Then it makes sense to patent it if it's patentable. Now, if it's not reverse engineerable, that is, it's hard to copy. If it's information that's kept sort of in the back end, like the back end of a software program or a secret chemical process, then you can keep it as a trade secret and you don't have to put any of the information out in the public domain. But that's a complicated question. And if somebody has that, it's really a good idea to contact your patent professional because it's very fact dependent and there's a lot of different considerations that go into it. But thank you for asking, that's great. Kenya? I'm really excited about this invention because I'm one of those people that never has enough time to warm up the car in the morning. So it has the capability to de-ice the windshield. Oh my oh, god! Go out and like scrape it. I'm like, oh my, sign me up, sign me up. <laughs> it's got to be right. The whole laser function. I mean, like besides cleaning it, it's got to probably heat up the windshield to some capacity. So I need that in my life. Oh, for sure. Well, Kenya, you are our creative genius on this show. So, of course, you'd that, come up that's with... That's the hidden motive for this patent, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thought. So, that's really great. So, thank you, everybody, for your comments. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back with our guest, Lisa Askleys, right after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application, that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And one of our favorite people, Lisa Ascalis, the inventress, is here with us in the studio tonight. Lisa, 
Welcome, and thanks for joining us. I always enjoy this. I get the biggest kick out of both of you, first and foremost. <laughs> but Lisa, why don't you tell our listening audience what exactly you do? Because there may be people that don't know who you are. Sure, I'll start from the beginning. So my name is Lisa Askley, known as The Inventress. I help people take their products and ideas from concept to fruition the right way. Because you know, there's a right way and there's a wrong way of doing things. So I've been inventing products since I'm nine years old, long time ago. And just walking people through the entire process. I have many patents and trademarks of my own, but I do all of the in-betweens as well. And many people don't know there are in-betweens. It's not just develop a product and put it on the shelf. They like to believe that, but they're all of the intricacies and details, you know, such as uh, creating prototypes, getting patents done, getting, you know, getting manufacturing in place, getting sourcing in place, shipping, and all of those details that people mentally leave out. Many people just want to invent something and put it on the shelf and become millionaires. Yeah. You let me take a look at your proprietary list that you give to your clients one time. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like five pages long and you lead them through every step, right? So all their steps. Yeah. But I promised you, I would not copy it or tell anybody what's on it because it's a trade secret. It's a trade secret. It is a trade secret. Yeah, it is a trade secret. And, but everybody has to know it. So eventually when they come to me for a consultation, which they can, my website is inventingatoz.com. You can email me info at inventingatoz.com. And I literally take you through all of the steps of product development the right way. And of course, I team up with Elizabeth and Richard when it's time for you to get your patent and, and all of those things. You, you go right to them. They're amazing. But this is what I do. So this is what I do. And there's, I know you're talking about shipping and uh, sourcing. These are some of the questions you had. But I'll let you ask the questions. So how has COVID affected the whole consumer product chain manufacturing? Has it made a big difference? It has, especially recently. You know, in the beginning of COVID, many people were home, working from home and having extra money to develop products and just be creative, be their creative selves. And that part of the beginning of COVID was fantastic. Unfortunate, but monetarily, entrepreneurship was great for many. So then we get to the sourcing and the shipping part. So let me explain what sourcing is. Sourcing is when you look for a manufacturer, an engineer to actually develop your product. So that was moving okay in the beginning. Then, you know, once we got on lockdown, lockdown, some of the production, including prototyping, paused. We ramped back up again. All right. Everything, everybody went back to business. Many manufacturers reopened. Now we're manufacturing like crazy. Then shipping came to halt in some instances. And that's freight, that's shipping, that's freight. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on there. So when it comes to shipping merchandise, we have to be very, very creative, especially today. So I have a couple of people who are ready to ship. Some are on the water. Some we sent by air, had to send by air because it was just impossible to send by freight because it would have just taken too long. I was just going to say, I know of clients who've had their shipments sitting in customs weeks and they couldn't get the packages and the product out. Yeah. One of your clients, actually, Kevin Lane, who made mm-hmm. Create a Castle, which is a wildly popular product. You have a meeting every Monday called Motivational Monday, and he's mm-hmm. always there and I'm always there. And we were talking about this 
he told me that it looked like a small town had sprung up at the Port Authority in New Jersey because there were so many shipping containers just sitting there. He needed his to get to his warehouse so he and his family could unpack it. He was just having trouble even doing that piece of the puzzle. Yep. Customs had to make sure everything was, many packages had to be open before they got to the warehouses. And Was that for COVID? I can understand the slowdown from the factories, but why had the customs? Well, there was so much backed up. And you have to remember, during a time like this, there's, there's a lot of fraud and people will try to get stuff, you know, across the water. So you got to make sure everything is on the up and up, which also costs people a lot more money to ship. So we were all backed up. Like Kevin said, it was, it was a whole port authority was backed up. The shipping portals here in New Jersey were backed up. It was just insane. And it's continuously happening. So it's important to figure out if you can ship freight with another company too. So we want to limit extra freight that's going out unnecessarily. Try to combine freight. I don't know if this is foreign to other people, to people I'm talking to, but if you can combine your freight, your shipment with other entrepreneurs who have products, you're better off minimizing the shipping and minimizing your cost. What about like shipping into Canada and then driving it into the U.S.? Is that too expensive or are they having the same issues or, you know, Mexico or some other strategy like that? That's a good question, Richard. I don't know about the shipping to Canada. I have had merchandise shipped from Mexico. It was also paused. COVID rate was much higher there at one point. So they paused and were letting anything out. Nothing was leaving Mexico at one point. What I'm doing for many items that are smaller is I'm having them flown, right. which is an easier way of doing things. Maybe a right. little bit more cost-effective, believe it or not, now. Wow, that's a flip-flop from a couple of years ago because it was so much cheaper to ship stuff by boat. And now you're saying shipping it by air is cheaper. For certain items, for certain items, yes. But yeah, recently my manufacturer said we'll fly this in and it was a lot cheaper to fly it in. So can we talk about funding a little bit? So I know that some people get funding to manufacture what they're doing and there's different places to get it. So how do you help people find the money to manufacture? Where do they get it from? So a lot of my clients will take out small business loans. If they have, I was going to say, if they have their act together, that's not nice. So if, (laughs) (laughs) meaning paying off your debt, not having personal credit cards, things like that, being able to purchase everything through your business account or getting an LLC and starting to put money in your personal checking account and showing efforts to purchase and sell from your account, you can sometimes get a small business loan. What is the value of that? Can you get $5,000, $10,000? Yeah, it depends on your credit. It really depends on your own personal credit score. They're not giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars. One of my clients just got $50,000. And there are also grants available, depending upon what you're selling, what you're creating. If you're creating something for COVID, I think you know this also. In this environment, if you're developing something for your community, something for COVID, chances are there are grants out there available to help you out. Crowdfunding is another way. Speaking with people, we had a lady on our show last week, helping people with crowdfunding, finding ways to do some crowdfunding. People want to help you. You know, if you have the passion and the real desire and the purpose of, you know, to help other people, there are people who are going to want to help you. So crowdfunding is great. Checking out grants, just really doing your due diligence because money is there. Money is definitely there. A purchase order does help. For example, when I have uh, clients who are my QVC clients, 
Sometimes it's a lot of merchandise you need. And everybody doesn't have $40,000 sitting in their bank, at least not for products. They can take their purchase order, again, take it to their bank, but showing that they're doing business, having your LLC in place and all of your corporate papers in place and understanding the way QVC works and just understanding the value of your product, you may get money from a bank based upon your purchase order. So to go back to crowdfunding for just a minute, are your clients pre-selling their items through their crowdfunding campaign? So is it kind of like a pre-ordering service? For some people, yes. And there are different crowdfunding campaigns. I don't know all of them, but there are some campaigns where you can pre-sell. They can pre-order. I do have to say that you have to be proven though. You know, there's so much fraud again out there that people are saying, I'm selling product on Amazon, shipping, pretending to ship merchandise, and some folks never get it. So now they're very, very tight. They're making sure that you could provide inventory that you're saying you're going to provide. So you're not going to get paid necessarily for the funding. So it's a double-edged sword. You don't always get paid for the funding, but these people are promising to pay you when they get their merchandise. As always, Lisa, great information. Thank you so much. I hope you'll stay with us and we'll be right back after this. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T. LAW.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. It's time for Power Move Kenya. Yeah, so for Power Move today, we're going to talk about Nelly and his new Keep It Real initiative with Burger King. So Burger King just launched their new preservative-free product initiative where they're going to be promoting their Whopper that has no preservatives and a whole bunch of other products. And it's a great example of being able to use, you know, music and intellectual property to boost branding and business, right? So they're going to be using his iconic hot in here, depending where you're from, it could be hot in her. And they're using it as their music bed for the campaign. And they're using him as a spokesperson. And I'm super proud of him because that song is an old but goodie. And he's been able to keep it going all these years. So good for him. Yeah, that's that's absolutely wonderful. Well, I sure wish Burger King would ask me to <laughs> our campaign. We could do the passage to profit, you know, Burger King commercial. Well, that, that, I, I, I do it for free, Burger King. <laughs> I think though that's really awesome. But I think people recognize the song, so it's going to click in their heads. And then also this new preservative-free 
I wonder how that's going to taste. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous oh. about them taking all the preservatives <laughs> out of food because that's like my favorite part, you know, <laughs> there is so... So taste, and what's it going to taste like without preservatives? I mean, especially the fries. Like I'm concerned about the fries. <laughs> what's that going to taste like? I sometimes order extra get... preservatives. When I... <laughs> now what do I do? Does that mean we can't have it for a year? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, we should probably def definitely sample it and try it out, right? And then just do like a before and after. You I, know, have, oh, I have Burger King burger sitting in here in my office now for six months and they taste <laughs> great. You, know? I mean, it's just, you don't even need to refrigerate. Right. <laughs> that definitely is a power move on his part. Great. And that go. is really awesome. So moving on to Fireside, as some of you know, Fireside is my startup. So it's in a video directory of small businesses and Lisa's there and Valerie's there. I'm there. And Richard's there. I'm so there. I interview business owners about their businesses and put them in an actual directory, the videos in an actual directory. And I'm working on the website now to get it to look exactly the way I want it to look. Finishing up the patent application that I'm writing on it because I'm a patent agent too. And I had kind of quit interviewing people for a while because I was burned out on Zoom, to be quite honest with you. But I interviewed this wonderful young woman yesterday who has Toasty Sheets, who's actually on Passage to Profit. And I remembered why I was doing it because I had so much fun interviewing her. She was just so interesting. And she's an entrepreneur and talking about- Plus we got free Toasty Sheets. No, too. they weren't free. I bought them. You bought them? I know. You interviewed her and you bought the toasty sheets. Well, I buy as much as I can. Well, look at it. I'm already Christmas shopping. So, and we found Valerie through the show. We've been using her for years. Her right. Christmas for years. So, <laughs> it's a way for us to buy things we want to buy. I mean, find things we want to buy. This has turned so. out to be such a deal for us. I will tell you. <laughs> but anyway. So moving on, I do want to talk to Alexa and she has wish beads. I think what she has is just so cool. I'm on her website. I am going to buy some, but I'm trying to figure out which ones to buy because she's got a great selection. So welcome, Alexa. Why don't you tell us about your company? Oh, thank you for having me. It's absolutely been so much fun. I'm a very accidental uh, jewelry designer. I had been teaching confidence and communication skills for many, many years, working with both nonprofits, corporations and doing online courses that had about 100, still has about 130,000 students around the world, not looking to create anything that was physical. And yet one fateful morning in the shower, I'm sure Lisa can appreciate this, many entrepreneurial ideas come in the shower. I literally heard the name Wish Beads and saw an intention setting bracelet where you would have the opportunity to really write down what you deeply desire, tuck it inside a cylinder and wear it to remind yourself what you want to focus on and take action towards. And even though there was that moment that, you know, felt sort of bigger than life. And I thought, well, that's a cool idea. The first thought that I had immediately after, wow, that's an amazing idea was that is the most obvious name in the world, Wishbeats. And I'm curious whether or not it's available. Like immediately I had a trademark question. And so right after the shower, I run to the computer and I'm like, I'm just going to check. And sure enough, wishbeats.com was available. Many of the social media handles was available. And I thought that was a sign 
Because in a way, creativity or our wishes, our desires, we're just plucking them, in, in my opinion, from who knows where. And as a creative person, I suddenly felt that I was the ambassador of this idea, that it was an obligation and the sign that it was available was the push forward to figure it out. And of course, being a teacher and, and being an entrepreneur, that it came naturally to me to just be driven enough and curious enough and passionate enough about helping people that I just kept going. So my journey began actually with a Kickstarter campaign. We were talking about funding. I was able to raise $25,000 in 30 days. And then from there, it took on a life of its own. And since then, I've had the privilege of showing my wares on The View and Good Morning America. And I, I wrote a book called Wish Work. So in addition to the bracelets and the, the necklaces, there is a program where you can visualize your wish and for 21 days, do very simple exercises, very simple exercises to help tune your mind and to start noticing the things that are happening around us that are actually encouraging us to take action towards what we desire. Because in a world of chaos, in a world where we are so driven to distraction with all of the things that are happening in our lives, I believe that we do have more power then we recognize, then we tap into to create the world that we want to live in and the life that we want to enjoy. And so Wish Beads is my um, contribution to that journey to create a beautiful intention setting jewelry. Well, Alexa, you and Lisa Askeles are identical twins. <laughs> I <laughs> Lisa, I have no doubt that you and I will have many conversations after this. I'm really excited to connect with you. But I think that's what is also exciting about this time is that as creative people, and everybody is creative, we have the ability to come up with solutions. Instead of being in a place where if you have enough energy inside of you to get out of a place of feeling stuck and overwhelmed, which I have great compassion for, suddenly you are in the driver's seat to bring things to the world that can actually help people. So whether you're helping them irrigate their plants and lawns and things like that, you're helping them with virtual services, you're helping them with taking their idea and putting it out in the marketplace. When we get into that vibration, it's exciting. And it's not that it's every day is fun. It's just that there is a drive there that makes you feel in alignment with your purpose. And to me, that is what keeps me motivated and activated and excited every day to see how I can make a positive impact in someone's life. Well, you already have for me. I mean, I love your energy. I love your positivity. And I have to say that I know you are surrounded by positive people. Mm. It's impossible that you're not. That's so true, Lisa. And I'm thinking about kind of the angels that have shown up um, in the most absolutely miraculous ways. And a dear friend of mine was just leading uh, some business training and I had the privilege of sitting in and he reminded us that your problems, your challenges are actually the treasure, the treasure. And when you can stay, instead of going, oh no, what a, what a challenge, whether it's shipping or sourcing, you have this opportunity to say, wow, I have another challenge that I can look at and it's going to help me refine my business, ask deeper questions, see if I can improve and hone. And I, I realized that entrepreneurship is one of the most powerful forms of self-discovery. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I love that you had the passion and the perseverance immediately to do it and keep it moving, doing it immediately, doing it right away and digging in and not saying, okay, you know what? Maybe in two days I'll do this. I'm going to do it now. As soon as I get off the, out of the shower, I'm not even dry. Find a domain quickly. 
Find a domain, secure it, get your talk to Richard and Elizabeth, get your see if, if you could trademark it, the whole thing. Love it. And I'm thinking of so many ways. Positivity, yes, 100%. Even people who have issues that have to be reminded to not do certain things, yep. you yes. know, to remind themselves to not do certain things, you know. Right. But instead no, but, of reinforcing the negative thing, what you're doing is reinforcing the positive yes, thing. Yes. So when I went on your website, I saw beautiful bracelets. Is that, do you make other jewelry or is it strictly bracelets? No, I also have necklaces. So this is a necklace. It's the same concept where you have the cylinder unscrews and you tuck your wish paper inside. All of our boxes come with a little wish paper underneath. So you have your wish paper. And of course I had to include a toothpick for easy rolling because I needed a toothpick to roll it up nice and tight. And I will tell you my big wish. My vision, in addition to creating wish beads, is to have an event where over a million people are wishing at once. And for the last year, I partnered up with a brilliant woman and we are putting this vision in place to not just say, oh, let's, I, I hope that happens. But I think that you have visioning and then you have the work and the effort and the strategy to make things happen. So this event is going to take some time, but the challenge is to create this event and have it actually benefit around the topic of mental health. So we are actively working on that because I believe that when we get a collectively enough people together to anchor their ideas, to write it down, to set their intentions, it will have energy that I hope will affect people who may not even know about this event. I'm hoping that this type of activity collectively will help address and lift people's spirits and remind them to connect with their own inner light and with their own power of their visions so that they can live a brighter life and be the solution that they've been hoping for. Listeners, you are listening to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York with Richard Elizabeth Gearhart and our special guest this evening, Lisa Askelis. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lisa Askelis, the inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not? make it you. If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And if you missed our conversations so far in the show, our podcast comes out tomorrow and we had some really great conversations. So you should take a peek and listen to it. Now, I am so happy to have Jeff Gordon on the show with Daisy Raingarden. He sent us his product and Richard was like a little boy at Christmas. <laughs> he was like, oh my gosh, I, was I can't so, believe I haven't had this I was before. so stoked when I got this. I, did you order this from Amazon? I couldn't believe that <laughs> Elizabeth would order something like that, you know, because that's just like, like no, a her thing said- to order. It's better to explain it in person when you see it. It's a simple idea. And basically we've created a sprinkler that is, as you've seen, this, the flower pot. And the flower pot and the sprinkler are one. 
So you connect up your flower pots. You can do 25 off of a single hose, put it on a timer, couple AA batteries, and you'll never have the 12-year-old kid went on vacation, water your plants, and things actually grow. It's fun to have a product that you make that actually works. We have a house in California and a house here in Portland. And every time we spend six weeks or so at one house and the other, when we go down and the flowers are all beautiful, my wife to this day cries. <laughs> yeah. Well, With joy. <laughs> it solves a huge problem for us because we have this firm in between our driveway and the neighbor's driveway. And we have potted plants in there, but our sprinkler system doesn't go there. So like you said, we don't usually remember to water them. And it's weird because like one of them will die and the rest will stay. I don't know. But I think that we are going to replace all of that with the system that you sent us. And we're probably going to have to buy more because then we want one for our deck. You know, the one thing um, that is even better about this is you can germinate seeds. Because it waters from the top down, just like a regular sprinkler, they don't have to be firmly established. Our competition, which isn't our competition, but it's the only other product, is a reservoir pot. First of all, you have to fill them up every week or so. But the problem is... You have to buy established plants with big roots to reach down to that water. So ours is truly a gardening where you can start with uh, small things that you've germinated inside. You can start with seeds, you can grow vegetables, or you can do just what you said, buy uh, big established plants. Our pot is a seven gallon pot. It'll take any plant to full maturity. So we've grown pumpkins in them, tomatoes, and then obviously ornamental flower pots. And one thing I was just going to say, our patent issued yesterday. So it was really funny that it issued yesterday and then I'm on this show today. I just thought that was, that was ironic. That's amazing. Congratulations. I was just going to say, you are one of a very select piece of society because there are very few people that actually have patents that make it all the way through that have the tenacity to stay with it. And she has a patent too. So this is why she's saying that. (laughs) No, but there are very few people that actually are granted patents. You have to have something truly innovative. So congratulations. I feel cheated though in the sense that you know in your last conversation about hope and inspiration and all these great things i went out to buy these and uh i couldn't find a solution and there's nothing that works so i thought i'm just going to go on the computer and buy these they have to exist and they didn't so i was really cheated out of the oh i've got a great idea i honestly was going to buy these and, uh, <laughs> and and you know now that you can do kind of your own patent search and i probably if it was 20 years ago and you had to go to an attorney i probably wouldn't have done a patent search but now you could do it yourself so i did it and i told my wife this is patentable and we kind of didn't do anything about it but then we saw some people with the this is going to sound crazy with a suitcase and have wheels on it, a handle. And we thought, how many people had that idea before the one guy wrote the patent and did it? And the next Monday morning, we called the patent attorney. Good for <laughs> so. you. Richard always points out in these movies we watch, oh, you can see they didn't have luggage with wheels. <laughs> you know what? We did a trade show and we were to talk about COVID and how it's affected. Before COVID, the, one of the only trade shows we got to do, I had a group of people around me, four or five deep. I think it was the uh, National Hardware Show in Las Vegas. And uh, a guy from three people back says, hey, that's my idea. 
I invented that 10 years ago. And I shook his hand. I said, thanks for not doing anything with it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're a man after our own hearts. Yeah. Though, really. Well, it was, it was just kind of interesting. But, the, you know, I think the uh, project and it, it kind of chose me in the sense that my wife and I were commercial real estate people. We weren't looking for a job at all. We've started with the flower pot, but now we've made a tray so you can use it under a wine barrel. You can use any flower pot you want. And the crazy thing for me is when you think about flower pots or pots in general, go back clear back to what Mesopotamia where they have flower pots and plumbing goes back to the Romans. But in all that time, we still run the hose outside the pot over the top and nobody has come through the bottom of the pot. And when you do that, you can do it with half inch pipes so there's no clogging. It's a regular sprinkler within your flower pot. As, as a result, it works. And that's a big difference. You know, a lot of great ideas are great ideas, but they don't work. This really works. <laughs> well, are you interested in QVC? Because we have the QVC champ right here. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm know ready. what? You, we, we would. Selling is the thing I don't think a lot of people, I said, I owe every salesman I've ever worked with in 40 years an apology because I didn't, you know, a sales, sales to me was something you did when you couldn't get a job. <laughs> and uh, now I realize it is a hard job and it is a skill and it's, it takes skill set that not a lot of people have. And it's really tough. And well, it's I, nonstop. You can't stop selling. That's right. And, and you're right. People don't understand that. You, you know, many people inventing is easy for some of us. Right. You invent a product. Like I said, you want to take a product and just put it on the shelf. But there's a lot of in-betweens. How do I market it? How do I not just keep it in my basement? And one of the things that came up for us, and I think you'll find this unique, is, uh, again, we're at the National Home Show, Hardware Show in Las Vegas, and we are getting swarmed by all the usual suspects. And I believe QVC was even there. I, I couldn't keep track of everybody. But what is unique is we get somebody that comes over from a true value hardware and says, I love this product. I love it. But I'm only allowed to buy flower pots and home furnishings. I'm not allowed to buy plumbing. And about an hour later, a guy comes from True Value says, I love this product, but I'm only allowed to buy hoses and plumbing and not allowed to buy flower pots. <laughs> so, so what you would think would be a great deal that we've kind of come through the middle and created a category is what's holding us up because in a big box store, there's no place to put our product. It doesn't go in the garden center because they keep plumbing in the plumbing center and it doesn't go in plumbing because it's a flower pot. There are category buyers who will collaborate for a place like QVC or HSN or Shop HQ. That's what they do. That's how they have all of these fabulous products on. Yes, there are different categories, but they come together in order to sell a wonderful product like yours. It's daisyraingarden.com. We can hardly wait to set ours up and use it. I would suggest anybody that lives anywhere where they want to grow plants outside should check this well, out, right? Our tagline, reliable and expandable Daisy rain. That's us. So uh, check it out. Oh, it's a sprinkler uh, pot and a sprinkler saucer. Excellent. So listeners, you're listening to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York with Richard Elizabeth Gerhardt, our special guest, Lisa Askelis, the inventress, 
and we'll be right back. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Our special guest, Lisa Askeley, the inventress. And we are on to our final presenter who came on our show three years ago. We were so impressed with her that we started using her service and we've been using it ever since. So welcome, Valerie Trapunsky. Tell us about Chatterboss. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. So I'm Valerie. I'm a former personal assistant to high net worth individuals and A-list celebrities. And when I got burnt out from that career, I decided to start Chatterboss. Chatterboss is a on-demand remote executive assistant service. We work with entrepreneurs and business owners, and we give them access to a dedicated admin share. Entrepreneurs, you guys might Well, I know that Richard and Elizabeth, you guys know, but entrepreneurs spend 30 to 60% of their time bogged down with administrative tasks, whether they know that those are administrative tasks or not. It's just something that starts to kind of happen on autopilot as we do our business and our day-to-day. So we work with entrepreneurs to give them admins to support them with that administrative burden. Um, We also coach our entrepreneurs how to delegate and how to outsource effectively. And what is unique about our service is that one, we pair you to a dedicated and on-demand assistant. That's the person that knows you. They're the one that you're interacting with for all of the day-to-day. However, there's also a backup in case your dedicated assistant is sick or is away or something happens. So the team has the ability to expand with you. We take really great care in pairing our clients and assistants uh, based on a sophisticated character assessment. Uh, We get to learn your personality and the assistant's personality. Wait wait a minute. You did a character assessment of me? (laughs) I want to see the results, first of all. And uh, did I like get an F on my character assessment? No, she must have done a good job because I'll tell you, Chatterboss, using Chatterboss is addictive. First of all, the people she gets are really smart and really good. And they give us lots of ideas and feedback. And secondly, you just want to use them more and more. So we have two people working for us now from Chatterboss. You know, we we met three years ago. um, And back then, it was a very tedious process to get each of the uh, assistants on. And the lead time between when we would onboard an assistant and introduce them to clients was very long. Now that we are scaling, uh, we had to find a solution 
to be able to uh, replicate that. And what we're able to do is by using this assessment, we're able to guarantee a 99% match that you and the assistant are going to be a good personality match. And the reason that we over-index on this is because when you're looking and we believe building the teams around the dedicated assistant, and we believe that an executive assistant wears so many different hats, there's no templates for the kind of work that they're doing. And so we lean on, do you guys like each other? Do understand each other is the communication, you know, like you guys are not ships passing in the night that you are on the same page and you're connected and your communication is good. And we could character assess. Yeah, I would be actually very curious <laughs> Richard, now that you say this. <laughs> break your test. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been using Chatterboss, as I said, and it was a good match for us. It was, yeah. The person that we have really gives us a lot of good ideas, as I said. I love your business. I, I love your business model. I, I do have a question. First of all, how long have you been doing this? How long have you been in business? This is our fifth year. That's fantastic. And do you have a staff? Do you do dedicated sourcing for specific people? As you say, you know, I'm a person who thinks I could do it all in my business, but, and I have a hard time always delegating, even if something as little as shopping for a water bottle or me, you know, I have a team of people who could do certain things, right? And I'm putting together my AOE members birthday list. Why am I doing that? You follow what I'm saying? I'm putting together a list of the members birthdays and I'm doing it. Why am I doing that? You know, that's time that I could allocate and dedicate. Why are you doing that? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not necessary. So I'd love to speak with you about more details. You said you do some analyzing, you group people together. I love to connect with you and get more insight to what you're doing. Love it. It's that cost of switching from one task to another. So Richard, I love that you mentioned this task about the water bottle, right? Because it doesn't take that much time. But the fact was that maybe you were going to go into a deep, thinking task. And now you're like, okay, this idea came as you know, we were talking about where do ideas come from? Or like when we like remember to do something? And what do I do with it now? Right? Do I drop it? Or do I give it to somebody to handle for me? And so that could take 510 minutes, 20 minutes of somebody's time. But those 20 minutes, it's just actually you're switching from one thing to another. And then it's actually you don't get into those deep thinking tasks. And as entrepreneurs, that's the danger if you're spending all day just kind of, okay, let me just put out this small fire, this small fire, this small thing, just so I don't forget at the end of the day, you take inventory, what did I do today? Right? And is it like, is it actually pushing my business forward to where I would like it to be? Absolutely. I plan my week out on Sundays. And so I actually have a list of Chatterboss tasks. (laughs) that I list and then I send my assistant that list of tasks to get done for the week. And it includes things like that, like we're having a deck built. So instead of me dealing with the town, trying to get a permit for the deck, I send it off to Chatterboss and then they'll get the forms, they'll contact the people, they'll send it back and I'll say, okay, well, fill out the form as much as you can and then send it back to me. And then I just have to fill out a few boxes and then they send it back. Right. Now that's normally something that would take hours to right. figure out, but I don't even have to think about it. Well, I know Kenya had something to say. Well, first of all, I want to say, I'm trying to get on Richard's level where I have someone shopping for my water bottles. Cause that's very... <laughs> really quickly. What are some signs that you need to delegate and you need to start 
getting stuff off your plate for those of us who don't read the signs. If you're an entrepreneur, that's a sign, right? If you're just, a, <laughs> <laughs> you've started your business, that's a sign, right? The reason for that is once you start, because there's administrative tasks always. So kind of once you start doing them, they snowball. And then it's, it's really just hard to like separate um, yourself from them. And it's actually all entrepreneurs. And if you look at what is the value of, of your hour, you know, you will automatically, like, if you look at it that way, you'll say, definitely, that's something that I will delegate. Once entrepreneurs like have reached that point where they have so many push activities on their calendar, meaning they're kind of no longer in control, right? There's a lot of things that need to be done, a lot of things that's that are needed from them. And they wake from the time they wake up to the time they kind of log off for the day, they've kind of created a glorified job for themselves. They're no longer running their business. I feel like we could have had this show go on all day. I would I love talking to you guys. Valerie's business is chatter boss, and I'm gonna go through all the websites and we come back. So if you missed everybody's website or anybody's website, I'll run through them. So listeners, you're listening to Passage to Profit, the inventor show on WOR 710, the voice of New York. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. I thought that was an amazing show, wasn't it? Was it was a really fun show. I really had and a good time. I had a good time and we had really great presenters. And of course, the fabulous Lisa Escalese. So if you missed it, the podcast is out tomorrow. So look for us, Passage to Profit. But I want to run through who we had on the show quickly. Well, sounds like a great so idea. We had Lisa Askleys, the inventress. Her website is inventingatoz.com. Inventingatoz.com. Brilliant, capable, and enchanting. And so she helps you take your product from the idea in your head all the way through the process to get on QVC. She knows it all. Kenya Gibson from iHeartMedia. Kenya Gibson with a P. And Kenya Gibson at iHeartMedia.com talked about a power move. And she... Also can help you if you want to explore advertising on the radio or digital advertising. Yep, they do a great job. We've been using iHeart Digital Media for a long, long time. Thank you, Kenya, and to the whole iHeart team for that. And then we had Alexa Fisher with Wishbeads, wishbeads.com. And it's more than just jewelry. You'll see when you go there, it's a whole positive way to live your life. Then Jeff Gordon with Daisy Rain Garden Systems, daisyraingarden.com, a truly innovative product that I think any homeowner, apartment dweller wants, anybody can use. Keep um, those plants watered. <laughs> and then Valerie Trepensky with Chatter Boss. 
So that's not Chatterbox, which you think of as Chatterboss, B-O-S-S at the end, chatterboss.com with her virtual assistant service, which we've been using and just love. Yep. Be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? Well, before we sign off, final thoughts from Kenya and Lisa. What are your thoughts, Kenya, for today? Well, I think we were talking about this like universal th- you know, theme of time, right? So with Alexa, we had the wish beads and just being able to write things down and praying for them and manifesting them, right? Putting things like into the universe so things happen. And then Valerie with Chatterboss, time management and like delegating and just being able to, you know, put things in perspective and giving us some of our day back. And then Jeff with Daisy Rain, right? I always forget to water my plants just because I don't have enough time. It's not something I think to do. So you're saving us time and energy. And I just love that it was all encompassing today. Lisa? I'm just, I'm just grinning from ear to ear. I feel so inspired by all of you today. Everybody had something great to offer. And I'm, I'm buying, I'm shopping from everybody today. <laughs> I, I really am. I think it's so wonderful. And I love the energy. I love that we are all uplifted. I feel like this power is happening. Always a pleasure, Kenya and everybody else. So wonderful meeting you all. And I always say, just keep on lifting each other up two hands at a time. And sometimes you got to use your foot. I can't lift break my leg right now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> we do. And unfortunately, it's time for us to sign off. I want to thank all of our listeners. We love you. Keep those cards and letters coming in for sure. And also everybody who makes Passage to Profit possible. First of all, Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our programming assistant. From Chatterboss. From Chatterboss. And also Chatterboss for the video editing too. So you can tell we're really into these folks and the whole iHeart team as well. You're listening to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York. 